0: Hello and greetings to you all on this 23rd day of September 2020 which happens to be Saudi National Day. I'm still in Dammam, Saudi Arabia and tomorrow I get to go see an air show in Kobar 45 minutes southeast of Dammam on the Kobar waterfront or the corniche as they call it here. This morning I was inspired to dig into the story of the 47 Ronin. I had traveled to Tokyo uh, about a year and a half ago after my teaching stint in Korea and was privileged to wander through various Edo castles, temples, Todaiji Temple in Nara, Japan, where you were able to pet the numerous deer that would walk right up to you and uh, ask for crackers that you could feed them. And just Delight in all of the food, the cornucopia of flavors that fits right in to um, Asia. So Japan was wonderful and I love it dearly. And I was fortunate enough to have seen Fukuoka actually um, during the abdication of the emperor when. the emperor stepped down and uh, someone else took his role uh, that was like a big event I remember and I saw Tokyo I saw Kyoto I saw Osaka and I saw many many beautiful gardens I saw um, Arashiyama bamboo grove near Kyoto and Even had a chance to visit Narita and uh, adventured through their wonderfully dense and well-structured subway system. I found no problem with that. So if you have not been to Japan, I strongly recommend it. It's a beautiful, culturally rich, flavorful country with so much to experience. And I, for sure, will probably go back and uh, take the walk down the philosopher's path. Um, in Kyoto, because I've always wanted to do that. It's either Kyoto or Osaka, philosopher's path, Um, with the cherry blossoms. I don't remember one of those two cities. You can look it up and tell me, yeah. But now let's get into the story of the 47 Ronin. This wonderfully legendary, or this wonderful tale, um, that serves as a legend throughout time, is something that has been... told and retold on numerous occasions and I have always admired uh, tales of sacrifice and honor and um, loyalty especially from such a disciplined culture like Japan and historically there's so much discipline and so much honor and craftsmanship in the way they conduct themselves and in the way they clothe themselves and all the different artisanal tools and weapons they use. It's just so detailed, right? Even here in the Middle East it is too, but this one in particular, the story in particular is definitely one worth telling. So I'd like to share it with you. Without further ado, here we go. The story of the 47 Ronin is a legendary historical event that has been retold numerous times throughout the ages. As with many historical events, facts become shrouded in embellishments and inaccuracies. The only sensible way to dissect the truth from the fiction is to put together the pieces of the story that show up most frequently. The popularity of the story grew throughout the Meiji period and eventually the world. Whether or not you like Keanu Reeves' action-packed film or if you enjoy combing through the historical records of Edo period Japan, this story is definitely one for the books. In 18th century Japan, there were 47 ronin whose leader was Oishi Yoshio. These men lived within the castle grounds of a daimyo lord named Asano Naganori. Now, Asano was appointed by the head shogun Yoshinaka Tokugawa of the Tokugawa clan that ruled feudal Japan from the 1600s through around the 1860s. During this time, Japan was governed by the shogun, the leading military officer. Now, it's debatable who had more power during the Edo period, the emperor or the shogun. Under the shogun were daimyos, and under the daimyos were samurai, military retainers who protected their daimyo lord then village people of various trades that all made up the fabric of Japanese society back in the day. Now that you have an understanding of Japan's ruling structure and its strict class system, let's dive into the story. The Legend of the 47 of Ronin begins in December of 1701. There was to be a ceremony Honoring high-ranking envoys of Emperor Higashiyama, the shogun ordered Asano and Keiko, lords of their respective fiefdoms and prefectures, to organize the occasion. Both men were to be given instruction by a high-ranking official named Kira Yoshinaka. It was Yoshinaka's job to oversee that the men followed etiquette for the ceremony. This is where we begin to see friction between the personalities. You see, Kira Yoshinaka was described as arrogant, conniving, and shrewd. He was perhaps a bit spiteful of the younger danyo and took advantage of his current authority over him for this particular assignment. During that time, ceremonial etiquette was strictly followed. For instance, one would never wear boxers or briefs when meeting the emperor's officials, much less the emperor himself. Respect and honor were held by Every member of society, and this was expressed within numerous customs, through language, clothing, and especially behavior. Kiro was allegedly upset that the two daimyos hadn't shown him the respect he felt he deserved. He wanted more gifts, bribes, and sources note his rudeness and corruption. Asano, a devout moral Confucian, grew tired of this childish behavior. Even more interesting, Kimei, the other daimyo. Remember, there were two that the shogun wanted to organize this ceremony. Kimei was the first to begin thinking of killing Kira. Like, get rid of him. We don't need to take commands from this guy. So you can imagine the tempers and the different vicissitudes and power plays between lordships in imperial japan right just think about those personalities and uh, pompous airs being thrown around lucky for kimei his counselor averted impending disaster by giving kira a large bribe this worked and appeased kira resulting in fair, equitable treatment of Kimei from then on. Asano Naganori, on the other hand, stubbornly refused to bestow any type of gift to the ludicrous Kira and continued to stoically suffer through Kira's verbal abuse. That is, until one day Kira called Asano a country boar with no manners. Asano lost it and... When he ran into Kira in the Grand Corridor, he struck Kira across the face with his dagger. Guards witnessed this attack and separated the two men. Kira survived. Asano, however, he had just committed a serious offense by attacking a Shogunate official, especially within castle grounds. Drawing a blade or any type of katana sword within the Ido castle was forbidden and considered punishable by death. For removing his dagger from its scabbard within the Edo castle, Asano was ordered to commit seppuku, also known as harakira or ritual suicide. After Asano's death, his goods and land ownership were to be confiscated by the government and his 47 samurai were turned into ronin, leaderless samurai. News of this incident reached the ears of Oishi Yoshio Asano's chief counselor. He quickly took command and moved Asano's family away before surrendering Asano's castle to the government. That was the incident, or the genesis, of the tragedy. The following is why it was a quote-unquote revenge, which according to some theorists is in itself an exaggeration. After Asano died, the 47 Ronin were urged to leave the castle's premises and to continue with their lives. Forget about it. Go. Knowing the bond between samurai and their daimyo to be so strong, however, Kira Yoshinaka took extra precautions and increased the security tenfold within his castle grounds. Asano Naganori technically had over 300 samurai, but 47 of them, including Oishi, refused to let their leader go unavenged. So they embarked on a plan. They made a pact to blend into society and live as delinquents in Kyoto. This two-year stint gradually lessened the threat to Kira and his spies. After one and a half plus years of tranquility, Kira let down his guard and the 47 Ronin launched their attack. The ploy to deceive Kira had worked. It took patience and time and Careful planning, but it had worked. He had written the ronin off as womanizing drunks, too cowardice to avenge their daimyo. On December 14th, 1702, the windswept village had empty streets and the rooftops were shimmering with snow. It was a blustery day and Kira Yoshinaka lived in Edo in his mansion. So the ronin had carefully planned to disperse into two groups throughout Kira's mansion and commence in their attack. All samurai were armed. One group, led by Kira himself, attacked the front gate, while another, led by Kira's son, Oishi Chikara, attacked the back. Supposedly a drum sound would indicate the start of the attack, and a whistle would signal Kira's death. Oishi commanded his men to spare women, children, and helpless people. The primary targets were guards, samurai, and, of course, Kira Yoshinaka. Upon fighting their way through the guards, Kira was spotted, and Oishi identified him by the facial scar left by Asano. After blowing the whistle to alert the other ronin to gather, they glared at their prize, almost two years in the waiting, cowering under the gleam of samurai blades Kira was given a choice to honorably commit seppuku or have one of the samurai behead him. They told Kira that they were the former retainers of their of their daimyo Asano Naganori and were there to carry out their vengeance for their deceased lord. Well, apparently A few moments passed by, and Oishi grew tired of waiting for an answer. Ordering one of the ronin to finish the job, the samurai swiftly beheaded Kira, and their mission, just like that, was complete. At daybreak, they quickly carried Kira's head to their lord's grave at Sangakuji Temple and washed the head, laid it on Lord Asano's grave alongside the murder weapon, the dagger, and completed their tribute to their master. All 46 ronin turned themselves in and asked the temple to bury them alongside Asano because they were expecting their imminent death sentence by the shogun. Now I say 46 ronin because apparently the 47th was a messenger and was pardoned due to his young age and subsequently died of old age. News spread quickly of their honorable revenge. Samurai are loyal and committed to their lords. The shogun was awestruck and dismayed at the same time. They had committed the honorable act of avenging the death of their former daimyo, but in doing so had simultaneously defied the shogunate's authority. So a deal was made for the ronin to die honorably by seppuku rather than be Killed like criminals. And after each of the ronin killed themselves in Genroku 16, the location of the event, they were buried near their Lord Asano in Sangakuji Temple. To this day, people flock to the temple to visit and pay tribute to the symbol of honor and sacrifice. And to the 47 ronin. so there is one issue with this story that surfaces every so often depending on your source and from whom you hear it asano was seen as the good guy for the most part and kira was seen as the conniving jealous type however there have been numerous accounts of asano's irresponsible behavior drinking and causing a ruckus and womanizing throughout the village Actions not really fit for lordship. And perhaps it were these very actions, it was these very actions that prompted the shogun to appoint Kira as their master of ceremony and supervisor to begin with. Furthermore, let's make a hypothetical case. Say you had a brother who attempted to kill an older guy because your brother was fed up with this older guy's nagging. But your brother failed to kill him. And then another guy came along and ordered your brother's death. Now, you may have been close to your brother, but going after the older guy isn't necessarily an act of retribution, is it? Because it was the other guy, Shogun, who ordered your brother's death. I'll leave that for you to decide. But the fact remains that Kira... Yoshinaka and Asano Naganori did not get along. Drama. So, the bottom line is that the 47 men banded together and carried out a plan to kill their deceased lord's nemesis, if you will. Remarkably loyal and impressively difficult at that time. They succeeded. The entire culture back then demonstrated a level of discipline that is so impressive and in and of itself makes me inspired. Also worth thinking about is the quality of samurai who worked under daimyo lordships versus that of the master of ceremony. I mean, all ronin survived and all of Akira's samurai were thwarted if not killed. Kira either seriously let down his guard or hired samurai that were severely under par. (laughs) Like all battles, there are two sides. There's Crassius, Spartacus, France, England, and a lot of others. If you're talking about the French Revolution, General Snoke and Luke Skywalker... It seems your history and associations determine what side you're on. So are you going to side with Asano Naganori or are you going to take the side of Kira Yoshinaka? Feel free to let me know. Keep it simple, stay courageous and uh, fight on. Keep wielding your swords. Uh, Just do so respectfully. (laughs) if you know what I mean. Ciao for now. Thanks for listening.